I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. The most thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome. Happy Wednesday, as it is. And hump day. Hump day. And it is also your pit preview. Look, a couple things real quick. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your uh, listen to this podcast. And uh, we appreciate all of you who already have. Apple's the most important one, but whatever you listen on, rate and review. We appreciate it. Uh, previous episodes, the UNC post game. I had a couple listener call-ins. Thanks to David, Dom, and Gio for uh, bearing with our technical issues during all yeah. of that. I think we got it figured out now. Um, so anyway, I always, I think I always say that after a, a call-in show. <laughs> Be- well, we always do it different, though, and I don't think I'm going to do it different anymore. Until the next issue, right? Right. Well, I don't think I'm going to do it different anymore, though, so I think, we're, I think I do have it figured out. But anyway, uh, they were my guinea pigs for this, for this and I appreciate that. Uh, you can check that out. Also, the third installment of the first season of Ty Thoughts is back out. Uh, this drop that dropped yesterday, so you can go check that out as well. I think he's, I think he's, he's putting he's putting a little pressure on us, Joe. Talking about, you know, he's the better podcaster and all this stuff. It's like it's too much pressure, man. It's too much. So hey, I don't don't like to compare. <laughs> all right, so look, Joe's on time not- today. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. So everything's not a competition. Yes, Appreciate I'm on time. It. Yes, everything Ooh. is a competition, Joe. Okay. Everything is. Fine. Uh, as we mentioned in the in the last show when we were talking about Pitt, it's going to be really tough to gauge this team um, after they beat up on Austin Pay Austin P fifty five to nothing. But um, we're going right. to try. Well, Joe's going to try. And uh, I just got a couple, some stats and stuff like that. This isn't going to be a, a big deep dive. It's very difficult right now to even gather information. Even early, like, even like it being Tuesday, you know, I looked around and I look in, I look everywhere, Syracuse. And then I always look, obviously, at their sites too, you know, the opposing team's sites. And yep. it's just not a ton out this early most of the time. So anyway, we're going to get into all of that. And uh, we might we might do a little a little game spread 
Joe bat online stuff with with Joe, where uh, we will we will see if if Joe can bet the spreads for the games in the ACC this week. Okay. And yeah. I want to know what you think about Syracuse, up to 21 points at betonline.ag, so we're going to check that out as well. Uh, but first, before we get into all that, my son just came in here. That's why I lost my train of thought, which he usually does. Only when his mom's home, though. Is that Does that make any sense to anybody? That the only time that kid comes in here <laughs> is when his mom's home? No, Joe. No. You can say no. You don't have to shake your head. It makes no sense. Hey, man. I don't have sides here. Keep fighting oh, the good fight. gosh. Gosh. All right. Battleline, as you know, is the title sponsor for this show and Armchair Media, as well as Tie Thoughts, actually. And um, we welcome them. You know that football is back, and we've got all sorts of things. You still got the NBA playoffs, which like seems to never end. Um, so I guess if you're an NBA fan, it must be great. But if you <laughs> could, if you couldn't care less, it's like this thing's still going on. Either way, you can still go bet on it, which is great for those who like to do so. Uh, now, you might not be able to attend a game this game this year, but you can still get in on all the action on Bat Online. Bat Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bat Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening business today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures now head over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses betonline your online sportsbook experts now i do have a special link for betonline so we do not have a promo code but i do have the link from the ceo of armchair andrew thank you andrew and he sent that to me to give out to all of you i've given it out a little bit here and there but if you need it hit me up on dm or however you do it, and I'll and I'll send that over to you. So, also, Manscaped, Manscaped. Look, <laughs> some of you know. Look, we we've talked about this before, okay? And, and it, it it goes without saying, but you don't want to use the Clippers blow the belt and then have your buddy need a haircut, or like in Joe's case, his brother need a haircut, which he doesn't listen. So no. we can talk about this here, Joe. You want to tell that story? There is no story. <laughs> You're making it up. Lawnmower <laughs> 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that is designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks and tugs below the belt. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light, so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in the dark, in the shower, as you know. Uh, they also just released the Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is a perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes as follows: tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file, just for show. So, the Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows or your nipple hair, like Joe, and also trim the nails in in in, in style. On their website, you can also get the Crop Reserver, anti-chafing, anti-chafing, anti-swamp hiney. Crop Preserver. That's no good. Use the Crop Preserver. It's great. No it's good stuff. And I have not mentioned this round with the Manscaped stuff, but the cologne. I mean, the cologne is great. It is great stuff. It smells great. You want to smell like a man? Use the Manscaped cologne. Go figure, right? Go to manscaped.com right now, and our listeners 
will get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code armchair. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the promo code armchair. Thank you, Manscaped. Appreciate you. So, we're back. Joe can hear the bumper music all as well. So, that's awesome. Um, All right, Joe. Look, not not a whole lot to go off of here, but... um, we can we can do the basics here. The overall series between Syracuse and Pitt sits at 40, 32, and 3 and dates back all the way to 1955. Um, inside the Dome, Syracuse is 20 and 7 against Pitt. According to Neil Adler over at Inside the Lawn House, the Panthers have won 15 of the last 18 against Syracuse, which is, that, that's, that, that does not bode mm. well. So, uh, the last six of the past eight Games have been decided by single digits. We remember the overtime. Was that overtime one two years in a row? Or la- there was one last year, right? Um, a close I don't one. Even yeah, yeah 27-20 last year. Yeah, in the Dome, right? Yeah. So yep. um, um, since they both joined the ACC, uh, Pitt is 8-1 versus Syracuse. Um, so, and at Heinz Field... Um, they're they're killing them six and one overall. So the only road yeah. the only road win that Syracuse has against Pitt is in during that time is was in what what was it two thousand one I think the last win coming on the road wow. for Syracuse. So that's where I graduated high school. Yeah, so that was a long time ago. So Joe, <laughs> the, the, the 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 stats on on the Syracuse Pitt football matchup. Not so good. Not so good. No, no. Can and he, when you look at it, I mean, Pat Narduzzi, he's won three out of four games against Dino Babers. Uh, so when you really look at it, it's one of those things where um, it seems like Pat's got his, I don't want to say he got his number, but obviously he's winning the yeah, three out of four, right? But um, yeah, Pitt is definitely going to be tough. And it's not even, it's, again, it's hard to go off of last week of, other than the fact that, you know, they blanked them. Uh, I've heard good things about their defense. Uh, when you sit there and you look at their depth chart down the line, in as far as seniors and juniors on their starting um, defense, you're talking about you got eight out of the 11. Six of them are seniors. Two of them are juniors. Mm. So they have a senior-laden team on the defensive side, and really when you look over on the offensive side, Kenny Pickett's the most familiar name you're going to see when you look at their offense. He's been there for three years now. Uh they lost their main running backs, their main receivers, but they do have depth. I know there's not; they have four running backs, as far as I'm consistent. I've seen, I've read they've got a four-headed monster, but no one's really like separated themselves. So we're going to see different types of running backs, and we always see different types of plays, ends around, stuff like that with Pittsburgh. Anyway, you know, guys coming in motion, um, but also they they're getting uh, Tazir Mack uh, receiver and Lucas Kroll their uh, graduate they're both transfers um, at receiver and tight end respectively and they're they're starting guys they're getting them back I don't think they didn't play against Austin P uh, and really they didn't even have to really I don't want to say try but I don't know if you read it but uh, Pittsburgh and Austin P they both agreed to play 10 minute quarters in the second half because of the way the game was going so they actually shortened the game and uh 
Pittsburgh had six touchdowns on the ground, rushing the ball, uh, and they really weren't in a war. Uh, when you went ahead and read some stuff on ESPN and everything, and some of Pat Narduzzi's quotes, and he's like, you know, maybe Syracuse might have an upper hand because they've been in a war already. They've been in a three quarters of a war against a ranked team. So, you know, there is that whole situation of maybe our team's in a better situation or more prepared because of the fact that we've played some competition or better competition. Uh, but when you look at the rosters, well, I mean, this is an experienced team uh, that I think probably has pretty high expectations for themselves. Obviously, they jumped into the top 25. Well, right. So, I was just about to say that. So. Right. So, um, again, it's it's going to be tough, but it, it's it's hard to tell when you, you know, even when you look back at the NFL games because of not having the preseason games and not having the regular offseason, you could tell the teams that, you know, hadn't really made too many changes on their team from the year before they fared a little bit better versus teams that had a, you know some layover or a bunch of changes on their team so um on paper pittsburgh looks like a 21 point favorite against us um but again the factor of them not you know seeing enough reps and everything against good competition and against opponents. Yeah. I mean, there's advantages and disadvantages to that, right? You hear Coach Babers talk about the always, right? Well, we might have a couple always. You know? Yeah. Um, well, that's just it, part of the game, right? Sure, but I'm just saying, I mean, you know, obviously, I mean... Pitt, oh, Pittsburgh Pitt, got to Pitt, avoid him because of their opponent, right? Yeah. Right, and not only that, but they got to sit some players. I mean, they were able to put third-string third quarterback in. Um, right. You know, so, and, you know, he was th- three for five, so he was in there for, I don't know exactly. Look, I turned it to that game, and it was just a straight pullout. The only reason I even gave it any uh, amount of time on my TV is because I knew we were playing them next, yeah. and I figured, well, I might as well see if, what I can learn. And I got to be honest with you, I didn't learn anything. I just yeah. I just know that they looked good, but you know when you go, this is what makes it hard doing this doing this preview is because of the competition yeah. they played against. But um, I think that you can look at Syracuse playing against North Carolina as an advantage, and we talked about that. They're starting off with probably the second toughest team that they're going to play against. Right. And um, they were on the road. They're going to get to go back, evaluate, and see what they got. Pitt, Pitt is not going to be able to go back and evaluate really and see what they got. Um, right. Obviously, they're a talented team. Kenny Pickett, I read a little bit about him from the Pittsburgh side. And, you know, the writers and fans, they, they have kind of high expectations for him. Um, you know, I think Narduzzi said that he's going to go, you know, he's going to have a long career in the NFL. But, I mean, that's arguable. But he definitely improved. I mean, you know, third year, you say he's a sophomore, right? So, um, no, he's a senior. He's a senior. Third year, okay. third yeah, year starting. Third year, third year starting. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So, and he can run too. He's he more can. mobile. He's versatile. He's yeah. more mobile than Sam Howell. Yeah. Um, and they got some, you know, that I don't think the receivers are as good as North Carolina's receivers. I mean, overall, when you look at it, I don't see, when I look at the roster, I don't see a team that is as good as North Carolina's roster. Oh, I, I just think, I don't think so either. And I just think that they might have a better Defense. defensive front and well i see a lot of names that yeah their defense is just senior late and like i said their defense might be if just as good if not better but i think the difference could be the fact of kenny kenny pickett being able to run i mean if sam howell could have if sam howell had the the legs or the speed of kenny pickett um and i'm not saying that he's like a blazer like lamar jackson you know but if he had that type of athleticism um then there could have been some plays that he would have been able to extend and that he would have been able to 
hurt us on the ground. And he just wasn't able to do that. And I just hope that we can, can do that. And we can, we can try to stop that because, um, we know they're going to try to ground and pound with, with their offensive line and with the running backs and with Kenny Pickett and everything. There's going to be play action. You know, like I said before, receivers coming from, you know, slot or whatever in motion and getting handoffs and stuff. So, um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a different type of offense, but a good offense nonetheless. So yeah, and you have you had ten receivers with at least one reception, and only one of them with more than two for Pitt in the last game. So yeah, it was, uh, Jordan, it's hard to look Jordan at their stats and see who's the guys, right? I mean, no, and that's is. one of those things, like you said, that's kind of an advantage is that there might have been some guys that Baber saw on his sidelines where he knew maybe the moment was too big. He thought maybe we get this guy out here, see what he can do. Maybe he can have a role. And maybe he just felt from his body language, or maybe some guys did get in there and play some plays and, and going off the tape, you can tell that they're definitely not ready. Right. So again, like you said, we kind of got a test there where not only did our team get a little bit um, conditioned against playing um, other teams and being in a tight contest, because it's good competition, but also like you said, we're one step closer to being able to see who's going to be able to play, who's going to be able to help us this year, what roles people are going to have. And Pittsburgh really didn't get that with their first game. Yeah. Um, And, you know, when you look at both of these teams coming into their second game, I think, I think it's, I think it's going to be fair to say too, that Syracuse is going to, to your point, or Syracuse is going to be able to make more adjustments, better adjustments to improve. I think if you're going to look at on an improvement level, Syracuse is going to be the one that's going to be able to improve more. And I don't think Pitt is as good as North Carolina and Syracuse hung with North Carolina until, you know, into the fourth quarter. And right. we, well, we talked about it at nauseum and, and so that's got to change. So the offense is going to have to do something against possibly a tougher defense. So that's going to be your challenge once again, is getting yeah. the offense going. And, I mean, Joe, without a run game, how do you get the offense going for Syracuse without a run game? Add option uh, in? We can, I mean, can DeVito run the option? I mean, what do you do? I don't think – if DeVito runs a bunch of – you know, design run plays for him, then his he's going to end up like last year. He's going to get banged up and he's going to be playing through an injury or he might not make it through the injury um, or for the season. Yeah, so I agree. That's not a situation that we really need. Right. So, again, we've talked before. And Leading I remember, rusher you know, last game, though, too. So, yeah, but that was there were a lot of those were scrambles sure, to get yeah, out of I there. Know. So I'm cool when he does that. Right. You know, obviously, that's where you need the quarterback to be able to use his legs. Uh, but. No, I just (laughs) – we've talked before, and I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but we talked about, you know, sometimes being able to open up the run with the pass or the pass with the run, vice versa, right? And that's this year is just – it's essentially what we need to do. Uh, I don't know if we can run Jawar Jordan in between the tackles like we did last game. Um, And hopefully Mark Pierre can get a little bit better with his pass protection and maybe he can be the guy to come in and pound it. But That's one thing I think changes. I think he's going to. And I think that, um, obviously, I think we need to be able to use, obviously, our tight ends and, and short passes and stuff like that. Um, that's that's kind of how you, you beat those kind of defenses. If they're going to be uber aggressive, not allow you to run and not give you any time, then you just got to get the ball out of your hands quick and just get get the ball in open spaces for your guys to try to, to make somebody miss and make a play. Uh, you can't try to do too much. And that's kind of where we got to be at. Um, we're not going to come out there. He's, Tommy DeVito's not going to get four plus seconds. Um, we're not going to be able to just line up against them and just pound it down their throats. So 
we're going to have to be creative with this. And uh, I mean, again, it's hard to be positive after last week, right? It's tough to be positive and another tough team, but I'm going to stay positive. We're going to go over the spreads. Um, and it is the bet online Joe picks of the week. I just made that up. What do you guys think? Pretty original, right? Uh, <laughs> you guys think? You think that's pretty good, right? Bat online, Joe picks for the week. You make me sound like I'm some like swami or something. Well, look, like, look. There's definitely been it, it, there's definitely been times where you were on your game, but there's definitely been times where you pulled a homer a lot and you screwed us last year a lot when Syracuse was struggling. But so this is why this year what we're going to do is we're going to add a couple more ACC teams into the mix, Joe. Oh, nice. Okay? So I can go more than 0-1. So we can, nice. get, so hey, we can give you a... Disclaimer. Fi- I'm not telling people to spend money and bet. True, but if they are going to go spend money <sighs> and bet, you should do it over at Bet Online. Look, we yes, know the deal. Should. You've heard me talk about it endlessly, and I still got the same read. So I don't know what else to say other than this. I'm going to try to ad lib here. Go over to Bet Online. I got the link. You need the you need a special sign up link. I got one. I don't have a promo code yet, but there will be one eventually. Go over there. They have the props on everything, man. I'm just sifting through the site here. You could go. It's easy to use, by the way. Much easier to use than another uh, another betting site that used to sponsor this program. Rhymes with by Schnooky. Okay? A um, little bit better than that. A little bit more organized. A little bit more user-friendly, especially from the phone. So, um, as, as we look at this, you've got all the virtual stuff. You've got... Uh, all the sports, any sport that's obviously uh, available and, and playing live, you have all of that. And you got politics, if you want to bet on politics, which is it's an odd thing, but you can bet on anything. Joe bets on The Bachelor. I mean, you think politics is weird? Joe bets on The Bachelor. So there's that. So head over to my book. No one money, right now. too. Uh, that's right. See? Head over there today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online. Your online sports book experts. Thank you. Bet online. So, Joe. I really don't watch The Bachelor. Bachelorette. Whatever it was. Whatever it was that you used to say you used to watch. Um, Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's do do them out of order here. I'm going to do them out of order. There's a couple of these. There's a couple ACC games that are playing uh, out of conference. They're doing their non-conference games. So, these are going to get better. As we as we continue, but Syracuse getting twenty one points, Joe. As of now, we we mentioned that. Um, what do you think is is can 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 Syracuse pull it together enough to at least be bettable? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I think it's. I, agree. I mean, if this was down to uh, maybe nineteen, somewhere between seventeen and nineteen, I'd be nervous. But. Even in the past years, when Pittsburgh's so-called like had our number, like you said, I think only once in, or twice in the last ten years has um, have they beat us by more than twenty-one points. So, and just based upon what we just talked about in last week and competition and everything that's been going on as far as not a normal off-season, um, yeah, I just I think that we'll be able to cover it. I see a very similar game just as last week. I just hope that um, it doesn't get out of hand late. Yeah, right. Got to got to sustain some offensive drives. <laughs> Me, plain and simple. So, um, okay, Syracuse plus twenty one. All right, Boston College at Duke, Joe. 
Boston College getting five and a half points on that one. This is a kind of a tough one because I I haven't seen Boston College yet. I got to be honest, I did not catch them. I did catch Duke last well, week against they Notre played. Dame. Okay, well there you go. They haven't. Mm-hmm. Oh, their non-conference game was canceled, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I did see Duke against Notre Dame. They held their own for a little bit, not too shabby. Um, right. So they're getting. Um, they're giving Boston College five and a half. What do you think? Well, um, honestly, I just I think I'm going to take the points. Really? Okay. Yeah. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to go Duke. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by both Duke. of those. Do you like that? Really? Well, I mean, you got to pick one of them, right? I, Sorry, I know. Now that don't... I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, don't doesn't Boston College have a new coach this year? Didn't they get rid of Adazio? Bro, you're putting me on the spot there. I'm not sure. Oh, come on. I can't speak to that. Sorry. No. This is a Syracuse sports podcast, not a Boston College slash ACC podcast, Joe. Okay. Okay. Do we want to do Notre Dame? Here's the big question. Do we even talk about Notre Dame as an ACC team, or do we just skip them for the rest of the year during this segment? Because... I think I'd be cool with um, doing that, unless they're playing an ACC team, of course. Okay. Well, they're playing out of conference. So we're going to skip over them. Uh, Central Florida at Georgia Tech, Joe. Georgia Tech getting seven and a half. Is that a little crazy or what? No. Central Florida, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Central Florida's a good team. Um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Georgia Tech. Okay. And I'm just going to go just based upon um, the situation of, I think, Aren't just everything. Aren't they changing their whole offense around, though? What's that? Oh no, that's that's. Didn't Georgia Tech just beat Florida State? I'm pretty sure they came back and beat Florida State the other day. So um, I know Central Florida is a good team, but I think I'm going to be, especially early in the season. I think if I had to, and you had to put a gun to my head to actually bet, I think that I would go with the team that has already played. Sixteen, thirteen, Georgia Tech. Yeah, a team that's already played. I know Georgia Tech, everyone's making a big deal about, oh, they changed up their triple option. It's only their second year out of the option, and they don't have the right. you know, the offense. But uh, their defense is still really good. But receivers, and then to do the defense. Receivers still go there, too, for whatever reason. We've talked about that <laughs> last year. They got decent oh, yeah. receivers, which is yeah. crazy. But where yeah. Calvin Johnson went. It's where Demarius yeah, Thompson yeah. went. So, um, yeah, they did change up their, their offense, but um, they're still going to be good. They're, I think they're going to be better changing themselves up other than just being one-dimensional like they have been. I just, if, if Central Florida already played a game, then this would be tough. Because I do believe that Central Florida's actually got a better offense than Florida State, or either of them, really. But I think it's a lot to do with, again, just not being in that war yet, not playing. And Georgia Tech's still big boy football. Yeah, I don't care what they changed their offense. They got a top 20, 25 recruiting class last year, and their defense hasn't changed. So Okay. Uh, here's an easy one, Charlotte at North Carolina. Charlotte getting 29.5 points. Um, if North Carolina can beat us like that, then I think uh, they can beat Charlotte like that. So Does Charlotte score a touchdown against North Carolina? Uh, the funny thing is probably, yeah. That's funny to you? Not really, but North Carolina will score a lot more points. I'm skipping the Citadel at Clemson, by the way, which is a 44.5-point spread. Clemson. Um, uh, Miami, Florida. At Louisville, plus two and a half for Miami. Wow, that's going to be a good game. That would be game of the week yeah, right there, there. There's another one. There's another one that's pretty good on here too. ACC game. So, but that one is that one is good. Man, I, I would have to go. You said it's 
Miami, Miami and Louisville? Miami in Louisville. Plus two and a half for Miami. Damn. I think I'm going to go Miami, man, to be perfectly honest with you. Okay. I, I mean, I might, I might bet against that. I mean, I would go against – well, I watched their game. Yeah. And I saw their quarterback. They have a very – and I remember watching him. And he was transferred from Houston. He got hurt, transferred Derek King. He is fast. Okay. If he goes to the NFL, he's going to be a receiver. So, oh, really? I mean, that's probably the situation where okay. what we're looking at. So uh, he's very fast, and I know Louisville's got a good um, offense as well. That's going to be a great game, but Louisville hasn't played yet. And going, staying strong with with my th- with my theory this week, I'm going with the teams that that have already played. So long as the spread's gotcha. close enough. Sure. True. I understand that. Um, all right, Wake Forest at NC State. Wake Forest getting two and a half. This is this is. Um, I, I mean, I'm just NC State at home with the two and a half. It's almost a wash. I take I take NC State in that. You said what was the spread again? Go ahead. Two and a half for Wake Forest. Wake Forest plus, is plus two and a half for Wake Forest. Um, going by my theory, Wake Forest. Okay. All right, that's it. They played Clemson 37-13 last week. Um, Could have been worse. And North Carolina State, last time I knew, as far as last year goes, they didn't have a quarterback. I felt like we beat them pretty easily. And, uh, yeah, I can definitely see a situation where Wake Forest has really no problem with them. Okay. All right, that's it. Cool. By the way, Boston College does have a, a brand new head coach too, so that's partly the reason why I'm going that route. You had yeah, Chase Bryce into the mix, and that they mm-hmm. actually gave what did they lose twenty seven fourteen to Notre Dame, and Boston College hasn't played a game, and they have a new head coach. Um, I'll probably go Duke. Okay, what's your what's your game of the week? You think, um, like you said, Miami Louisville? If you're oh. talking ACC, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, not, I'm only talking ACC. Okay. Yeah, um, that would be that would be the game that I I'm, minus the, obviously the Syracuse game. That would be the game that it would be on my radar. Right. And real quick before we leave, well, let's end with the um, Big Ten is going <laughs> to play football, which we already knew they were going to play football. So why why did we we yeah I did. did. We? What are you talking it's about? Created a ridiculous yeah. It, what yeah. do you mean you did? How did you know? What do you mean you we talked about this? Huh? No. No, but we we definitely talked about this. How yeah, this but they talked be about so- how they were going to start late. They didn't well, say they, they, were, they weren't they canceling were talking the season. Now, yeah, I know. But they were talking, you know, we were thinking rumblings of, first of all, nothing was being said. And then it was rumblings of maybe November. Well, now it's, now it's the beginning, the front end of October. Yeah. So, and the worst thing about this, too, is really what it comes down to is transparency. And I think it's the issue that... You know, as a Syracuse fan and transfers and stuff with the NCAA, obviously um, we've had issues with, you know, there's been issues with the NCAA and, and transparency and how they pick tournament teams and they've been for basketball and transparency on who's getting waivers. And now you have uh, a conference who didn't give the parents or the schools or the coaches or anybody transparency on what was really going on. Nothing. And Nothing. I mean, they just jumped. They were the first schools. The first schools to say that they were going to change their schedule or something, right? That they're only going to play conference. And then a week later, they said, oh, we're not going to play. How could it it be anything other than just... And then parents and coaches come together, and they may have petitions, they this, they that, and oh, nope, we're not going to revisit this. So what's that tell you? What's that tell you? Then all of a sudden, two weeks later, 
Well, I'm just saying, I think, I mean, I've already seen it. Like uh, McCaffrey's son who played for Michigan, he's opting out and he's transferring. There's a whole bunch of other players that opted out and said, even if they said, if they play, then they're not going to come back. I'm sure some will, but um this this decision, honestly, it's 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 not it's not a good look for the Big Ten. No, it's horrible. It's look. horrible, and I feel terrible and, for the players, the coaches, and the fans. But we still haven't been given a reason other than it's not safe. But it it, it does not. There's 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 really nothing that does that says it's not safe. I mean, we're playing sports all over the place right now. These kids yeah. are getting taken care of. They're getting tested. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be what in the ACC? It's three times a week, right? So you know you gotta you gotta play in a bubble and you've gotta you've gotta you know you gotta do your part as a player, right? And and that's that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. There's gonna be rules. There's gonna be protocols. Right. Play and you the can't rules screw and protocols it up for your and team. everything will be fine, right? I, I mean, I you know hypothetically yeah, I mean yeah, on obviously. paper on paper it seems fine yeah sure but you know um the thing about it is is they never got a they never really got a reason it just makes you think that they didn't really have one and I don't know what they were and the trying, only if they reason were trying they're to doing force it now is because other people are else doing is. it yeah and they had the pressure to come back and so someone forced their hand but they thought they were going to be they thought they were going to be the 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 you know, the ones to set the standard and everybody else was going to crumble, but they didn't. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they didn't. The ACC was like, we're playing. I mean, I know, I don't know if the ACC even floundered a little bit. I mean, because... Or the SEC. That's the really SEC. like, well, you knew yeah, the SEC I mean, wasn't really going one, to. Every, and everyone's got little different areas and different pockets where they, where they are geographically and everyone's had, you know, their own situations with COVID and coronavirus and everything, right? So it's it's a, a geographic base by base type situation, you know. So it doesn't have to be uh, just because I do it now. Everyone's got to do it, or vice versa, right? So, right. and that's really, I mean, they they see that it works, and now they don't want to be the little kid staring at everyone playing outside the window, right? Yeah, exactly. In the in in the amount of, I mean, you know, money rules all college sports, and they're losing it big time right now. So yeah, well, and I wouldn't does, be surprised. You wonder, you wonder if that recruit that we just got the other day, if that wasn't because could of be. some of this. Could be. You look at it, Michigan like was South, on there, wasn't it? Well, no, it was Penn State. Man, oh, that's right. It was Penn State. South Florida was in there most likely because it's his hometown, mm-hmm. and they were probably recruiting him hard. And then Arizona State was in the Pac-10 or 12, and I feel bad for them because, I mean, at this point... Well, the Pac-12 is going to come back. They're the next shoe to drop. They're gonna well, they too. say that, but, I mean, at this point right now, there's a bunch of colleges that even if they could play last weekend, wouldn't have been able to because of the wildfires. So there's certain situations other than coronavirus that are hindering some other schools in the Pac-12. But, you know, when push comes to shove and you look at it, you, you just wonder if that had anything to do with with some of the players' decisions or that player specifically, Arande's, uh, you know, pick to come to us. So Yeah, well, like we talked about, the, those those decisions by the Pac-10 and are, are the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were going to affect recruiting, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did, and that could have been one of them. So, um, you know, hey, look, they when they when they realized everybody else was going to play the SEC and the ACC, man, they were, they were probably like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You know, we gotta we're gonna have to play and we knew they probably were at some point. But anyway, all right, that's it. That's all we got. Um we appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you to BetOnline.ag and Manscape. Uh for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out of here. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fans voice with Sean and Joe. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 